Blog Talk Radio. Time with Pastor Steph. Good morning, rise and shine. You're on with this due time with Pastor Steph. How are you this morning? That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. For this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So, where were you yesterday? Ah, yesterday was Wow Wednesday, and we came off of an unexpected hiatus, and we started off with our girlfriend Vivian giving us her socially conscious segment. Parents seem to have opted out of enrolling and taking children to the kindergarten class. Well, it seems like since the pandemic, there's been a delay in uh, people really pushing their children through kindergarten first. And there is some proven fact that children do need to be in the educational and I would like to say discipline setting in those formative years. Yeah, we can't just assume that they're going to be all right. No, because it helps them to get along well with others. It helps them to, you know, learn how to share. It helps them to get into a regimen of getting up early in the morning and getting, you know, started and getting out and, you know, traveling, even if it's the walk or whatever it is. This stuff is important for their formative years. So, you know, do not underestimate what and when, you know, this process has been started. Yeah, get your kids up in the kindergarten class, unless you're doing some serious homeschooling. Now, if you're doing some disciplined, regimented homeschooling, then, yo, do your thing. And then, you know, maybe they have some, you know, brothers and sisters at home or some cousins that they, you know, or some other children that they play with. Then on that, you know, on that note, then, you know, oh, well, oh, well, oh, well. They'll be able to, you know, function like normal children do. Okay? All right. Well, the migrant children. Oh, boy. 
death of a five-year-old migrant little boy is now, you know, the first known case. Now that they've been, you know, shuttling these people around. And out in Chicago, there was a medical emergency that he experienced. And unfortunately, he was then pronounced dead. Yeah, poor little thing. Um, You know, this comes from that, that warehouse sheltering. You know, and remember now when they have traveled from their country, they've been shuffled around and nobody's wearing any masks and nobody's, you know, really getting any medical attention until a certain amount of time. And this is one of the things that we talked about when this whole migrant being shuttled into um, the, the United States What our concern was, I know that was my concern. My concern was, yo, are you even vetting these people medically? And you know not. First of all, it's done in in droves. These people are coming over here thousands a week. Now, are you really believing that their country is going to ensure the United States that they're going to, you know, make sure that they're, People are, make you know, healthy. Absolutely not. You know that as well as I know that. So, listen, this was unfortunately inevitable. And just one of the things that I think about is, you know, did he suffer, you know, because you don't know what he went through, you know, before he, you know, eventually passed away. So they need to get this together. And it becomes an emergency uh, medical emergency for the entire area because what did he pass away from? What was his illness? Was that contagious? So, man, I don't know. I don't know about y'all, but this this is this is important. This is important, and they probably are not, you know, handling this the way they should. And you know, our prayers have to be up, y'all. Our prayers got to be up. That these people are taking this stuff seriously. All right, all right. Well, Vivian talked about the Satan Club that they're trying to get up and running in Kansas. Now that the Satan Club is in a Pennsylvania school, well, we saluted the young individual, the student who worked against this. Uh, what do you want to say, this application process, you know, because they, they have this thing where, you know, everybody has this, is under this Equal Access Act where you can actually, you have the right, you have the right to apply to be in the schools with your Satan Club. Well, some students said, uh, no, thank you, and rallied and got a petition started with 6,800-plus Signatures. Now, we got to give God thanks. Now, I'm going to tell you why. As a pastor, do you know how many times I've heard people say, oh, well, you know, I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to do. And I'm like, yo, here's a young kid who knew exactly what to do. So, you know, we salute him and we pray that this is just the beginning of them fighting back, that they're not going to allow, you know, this to take place in their school. 
And uh, the Satan Club will not open up in that Kansas school or any other school. And we pray that no matter where they try to plant their flag, we're going to be chasing them out. All right? All right. And that's how we spent our Wow Wednesday. Just just a little bit. Just a little bit as to, you know, what we talked about. Because we really got our talk on yesterday. Yes, it kind of branched into something else. And I'm going to kind of continue that today, which is why I didn't really touch the uh, the topic even further. Because uh, God gave me a little something yesterday for us today on this Therapeutic Thursday. Can y'all believe it's January 4th, 2024 already? Oh my goodness, yes. Woo, we are underway and the days are already flying by. And giving God thanks that he has ushered us into this time of the week. We're on this side of the week, y'all. We're almost done. Yes? Yes. Well, today is going to be a little bit different. So we're going to get started a little bit earlier. So I'm hoping my due time crew calls in a little bit earlier or either you're just going to be hearing just a couple of us talk and uh, I'm going to get our little segment started. You know, it's going to be a, a, a little different and a delight for you today. So you know what? Go ahead and get that healthy breakfast. Go and tell somebody that it's due time when Pastor Steph is on and whatever you do. Whatever you do, whatever you do, don't go anywhere because we will be right back. You're listening to WPSU's Health Minute, a collaboration with Penn State's College of Nursing. Glaucoma is a group of eye diseases that causes increased eye pressure, which can result in damage to the optic nerve, vision loss, and even blindness. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention says anyone can get glaucoma, but the risk is higher for people with a family history of the disease, African Americans over the age of 40, and people over 60. Changes in eye pressure due to glaucoma can happen slowly over time, and there may be no symptoms. There's currently no cure for the disease, but early detection and medical treatment can help increase your chances of avoiding permanent vision loss. For more information, contact your eye care specialist and visit the CDC website at cdc.gov. Join us next week for WPSU's Health Minute. For more episodes, visit wpsu.org slash health minute. I'm Shereen Stanford, WPSU. health, financial health, some, 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 some kind of health. 
we are talking about it. And you know how we do here on Due Time with Pastor Steph. Talking about your health is not the same as the way everyone else talks about it. We have a lot of fun. So laughter, they say, is healing. And we do a whole lot of that here, as well as give you the word of God. And we're giving God thanks that he has ushered us into a brand new year. 2024 is in, y'all. Yes. So I am so happy that after our, as I said earlier, our unexpected hiatus, that you have joined me. And uh, I, you know, was getting some serious, serious withdrawals and really felt it yesterday. When we were back on And Shantice and Vivian did a fantastic job Joining me for our Reopener Episode And uh, giving God thanks for them God always has a ram in the bush And We're going to start off a little differently This morning As I don't have A health tip For you I have some health News for you And man Hold on To Your Seat Alright So I don't know how many of you know this already Because I have to tell you This took me completely by surprise So out in California They've been Doing something With the drinking water For quite some time And like I said I don't know how many people Know this because we don't live in California So We don't actually You know Have uh, this information Right in front of us But In California, they're saying they have approximately like 39 million residents. And they are now going to take a shift from doing one level of something to another level of something. Now, I don't know how many of you know that the water have gone into dangerously low levels. Now, I mean, it's not really a shock for that because you remember now they're they're always experiencing these bad um what do you call those things? Those fires. And it takes like weeks and things like that where they're running water, using up their precious water to, you know, put this fire out and, and things like that. And they have started a while ago. Decades ago, they say that California has been reusing their wastewater. And they say for decades now. Now they're saying hmm, they've used and recycled their wastewater to give the hockey team their new ice rink in Southern California. In Soda Springs Ski Resort near Lake Tahoe, they've used it to make their snow. And the farmers <laughs> in Central Valley, they say where much of the nation's vegetables 
come from. Woo, baby. Not only the vegetables, but the fruits and the nuts are grown. They use this recycled wastewater for their crops. They use that to water their crops. Now, I don't know how many of you knew this already, but I have to tell you that Stephanie had no clue, and it took my breath away. But what really made me want to just pass out is they have now been uh, discussing, and they have decided to recycle the waste water for their drinking water. Now, they say they've been, <laughs> they, they call it water mingling with the underground, and they do this for months before it would be pumped and used for our their drinking water. Now, here's the thing. They're saying California's new rules would let, not doesn't mean it requires, but it would let water agencies take the wastewater, treat it, and then put it back into the drinking water system. Now, California would be the second state to have this process, and that's Colorado that they're following. All right, y'all? Now, did, did y'all hear me? Okay. Are you holding your breath the way I'm holding my breath and thanking God we come from New York? <laughs> oh, oh, baby. Yes, this is something, hmm, okay, this is something that I don't know how they would get around unless they actually decide to purchase their water. Now, they took a vote, and it went through. Yes, they say the Metropolitan Water District of Southern Cali, which serves 19 million people, aims to produce up to 150 million gallons. That's nearly 570 million liters per day of both direct and indirect drinking water. Do y'all hear this? Do y'all hear my, my, my stuff over here? It's chiming like crazy. Yeah, yeah. Now, they say that in San Diego, that is mm, going to be the thing by 2035. Now, I guess they're going to be running this water and recycling this water over and over and over again uh, until, (laughs) oh, gosh. Until it's clean Now my question is How are they going to convince These people that this recycled Water is safe to drink Now here's the problem Remember I said that It's already being Used For the vegetables and fruits and nuts Yeah So they're already Ingesting 
And God, are we getting our stuff from them? Ah! Um, you know, how are you going to convince people? Now, they claim that the rules require that the wastewater is treated for, like, pathogens and viruses. And they say even if the pathogens and viruses aren't in the wastewater, they're going to treat it as though it is. But you're really paying attention like that? You really, you really pay attention. Well, you know what? If this doesn't even have uh, pathogens and viruses in it, we're going to treat it anyway. And they're saying that the treatment is supposed to be so stringent that it removes all of the minerals that make fresh drinking water taste good. So that means that they're going to have to add that back at the end of the process. Now... They say that it's actually expensive and very time-consuming to build these type of treatment facilities, but it's going to be well worth it. Now, they say that the agency that's doing all of this, they use the water also for things like irrigating the parks, the playing fields, and all kinds of stuff. Now, they're, because they're, they've been doing this all along. And they're saying that people are already drinking recycled water anyway. So, oh, I don't need to hear that. <laughs> oh, my God. So, I'm, I'm, I'm just like in awe here. I don't know about all of you. I am just speechless. They're also saying that the treatment plants, um, the treatment plants are already using water and they're treating the water and they're putting it back into the rivers and the streams. And, you know, my thing is, is that where they're getting fish from? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, so they're they're really upset. Um, needless to say, um, and they have this quote that says, anyone out there taking drinking water downstream from a wastewater treatment plant discharge, which I promise you you're already doing, is already drinking toilet to tap. All water is recycled, and what we have here are standards, science, and importantly, monitoring that allows us to have the faith that it is pure water. I'm sorry. It is nothing you could say to me that would make me feel good about this process. I don't know. I don't know, y'all. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know about y'all. We are just, we, 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 we. Gosh, if you don't get Jesus, I don't know what you're going to do. Because that's the only way we're going to make it. We are, I don't know, we're, I don't know. We, mm, I don't know. So that's the health information for today. That we need to thank God that we are not <laughs> living in Cali where they're going to start doing that. I mean, we are just, do you realize that we are really at the mercy of this world? We really are, y'all. We have no say. We have no say. We have no say over our safety. We have no say over 
the food and, and, and water we drink. We have no say. And if that's not a reason to go and grab the Lord, then I don't know what is. I don't know what is. <sighs> All right. Well, what else are we talking about today? Well, like I said, I'm going to talk about a couple of stories. Going to talk to my due time crew. And then we're going to do something a little different today. So let's talk about this Amazon and Netflix and, and all of these streaming services. Remember, last year, I believe it was, we talked about the fact that Netflix was, not only had they increased their prices, but they were now limiting you to, you couldn't share. And, you know, we were not happy about that as the consumers. Well... We weren't the only ones that weren't happening. They're happy. I'm sorry. They're saying that people have canceled their streaming services. Netflix, Amazon, and Disney have all hiked up their prices, and people are not happy, and they are shutting it down. Now, see, I just got finished saying to someone else, um, someone the other day, these people seem to think that, like, they can't go out of business. They think that they can treat you the way they want to treat you. You have no say. Ah, you have no say, and they can do what they want to do. Now, they're saying that quite a large percentage of the customers have canceled their multiple streaming subscriptions that have increased. They say that these um, streaming services have increased and cracking down on the account sharing, and they're introducing ads. They're saying 24% of users canceled, check this out, three or more streaming subscriptions over the past years. Now, 24% is one quarter of your business. Now, if this does not sound to me as, Bye-bye um, streaming services, or y'all going to have to do something about your prices. I have not yeah, You want to be like all these other companies who are now out of business? Now they're saying Apple TV, which I don't even have. Do they really play anything? Discovery Plus, Disney Plus, Hulu, Max, Netflix. Paramount Plus, Peacock, and Stars, they all increased their prices by 6.3%, and that was from 5.1% earlier in the year, or a year earlier. Now, can I tell you something? <laughs> Let me go over this again. Apple TV, Discovery Plus, Disney Plus, Hulu, Max, that's HBO, Netflix, Paramount Plus, Peacock, and Stars. Can I tell you something? I have every one of those subscriptions. Yes! This is madness, y'all. <laughs> this is straight madness. Now, some of them I do get through my cable, and we were just told that the 
what do you call that? The um the networks have increased their pricing and guess what cable did? They increased their pricing. Yeah, because who's gonna eat this increase? Woo. So I don't know. Now they said that Netflix had already warned everybody and they did. They did tell you that they were gonna increase. So they told everybody that back in May of last year that they were going to increase. HBO, they raised their prices last January. Now, Amazon Prime Video, they say recently announced that they will be introducing ads which subscribers will have to pay an additional $2.99 a month to avoid. Now, this is why it's a ripoff. Because you're already paying for Amazon Prime Video. When you are an Amazon Prime member, you get video, you get um, the two days delivery. So now you're going to, and, and whenever we look at, you know, excuse me, Amazon Prime, which happens to be one of, which happens to be my favorite. I really defer to that really quickly. For like my movies, I always go to them first. And I just got finished reading to you that I had all of those others. So now, after that, they're going to charge you $2.99 not to get ads? Why are you doing this? It's just greed. Now, Disney did raise their prices for both their Disney Plus and their Hulu. And not only that, they've merged. They are now one under one company. Yeah, because you had to change all your passwords and all of that kind of stuff. So these people are raking up. This means, I mean, they can you imagine the amount of money? Oh, my gosh. The amount of money that these people are getting. This is crazy. This is absolutely crazy. Oh, my goodness gracious. What else can we talk about really quickly? Mm, oh, 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 oh. Yeah. News will never fail you. The news will never fail you. So I going through the news, and I was like, dang, ain't nothing really happening. Until I switched gears and started reading another news provider. And <laughs> pray, y'all, pray. They say a 19-year-old they <laughs> was carrying a rifle down the street of Mexico, and he was walking down the street holding not only the rifle, but his sister's decapitated head. Now, they say that <laughs> it literally scared the people out of their minds. Well, I guess it would scare me out of my mind, too, because they say that this uh, Sebastian, I don't know if that's his last name or not, but that's his name. Oh, they said he's only been identified as Sebastian. He was walking down the street holding his 26-year-old sister, Julieta's head. Now, they said that he did get arrested. He was intoxicated, and they said there was no. He was arrested without incident. They confiscated the rifle, 
and the head. They found the sister's naked corpse lying at a gas station several hundred feet away. Now, they don't have any idea as to why this went on, but, of course, he was immediately held, and they are not, uh, he's being held on their side without any bail. But, I mean, yo, what happened to the brother and sisterly love? Mmm. Wow. I don't know. Mmm. I don't know, y'all. Just If my sister don't want to love me no more, she don't want me no more, please just tell me in advance. Don't, don't, uh, don't kill me. Don't cut my head off. But you, you had listen. You had to be either intoxicated or deranged to walk down the street with the head in your hand. Mm. <sighs> There's a, a really sad story that I came across last night, and again, you start asking like, where are people's psyche? Where people psyche these days, there's a 10-year-old boy who, in California, was fatally shot by another 10-year-old boy. It wasn't by accident. And they say he angrily opened fire after losing a bicycle race. Mm. They said he's a sore loser. He was a sore loser. And somehow or another, there was some race going on, and he shot little KJ. They're not saying what this little boy is. Now, I'm sorry, y'all. Y'all may not agree. My thing is, when you do stuff like this, why are you? Why is your name protected? I don't care nothing about the fact that you are a minor, so they don't want to reveal your name. If you, int- I don't care nothing about, well, you know, they're too young and they really don't understand what they did. You held up a gun and you shot another child. Your age dead. Now, let me tell you why this is especially um, sad. The mom said that when the, her kids would be home, This little boy who did the shooting, he used to come and knock on the door and ask to play with them. So, you know, she said what hurts her heart is the fact that, you know, he's little KJ was shot, you know, from someone who he thought was a friend. Now, here's what she said also happened. She said that this particular instance, that this was... His bike. Um, so the little boy who did the shooting gave little KJ permission to ride his bike. And then, lo and behold, she said nobody, somebody was banging on the door telling her something happened with a kid. And they now have the father, 53, who's booked on suspicion of possession of a firearm by a felon, criminal storage of a firearm, carrying a stolen loaded firearm in a vehicle, child endangerment, and acting as an accessory 
to a crime after the fact. They said, now, what they said happened was that the little boy was sent to the car by his father to get some cigarettes from the car. And while he went to the, while he was at the car, he grabbed the gun. They say which was stolen and improperly stored, which we'll know about the stolen part, but you know it's improperly stored if the kid could get to it. They say that he took the gun from inside the car and bragged that his father had a gun. And then he ended up shooting the little boy, little KJ, and ran to a nearby apartment. Now, they say that the um, the little boy who did the shooting, they said he just shot angrily and walked off after he lost the race and returned with a... He angrily walked off after he lost the race, returned with the gun, and shot Lil' KJ in the neck. And they're blaming the father, and they're locking up the father for this. Now, I'm really interested in what you're going to do with this kid. I'm really interested in what what they're how they're going to handle him. Because this here this this is a little much. This is a little much. This is a little much. You know, life means nothing to these people. And that that's the saddest part. Life means nothing to these people. Well, like I said, I want to do something a little different today, so I got to get my conversation started with my due time crew a little earlier. So let me speak to my girl, Tamika. Good morning, Tamika. Monday, Monday. Good morning. How are you? <laughs> See, this is why you don't give people a hiatus, planned or unplanned. Oh, my goodness. Girl, it's like forever that I've heard your voice. How are you? Oh, my God. I am fine. How are you? I am well, thank you. I am well. I am well. I am well. Oh, my goodness. So we're going to talk about a few of these things. Well, first of all, what do you think about the wastewater being recycled already um, and being used for, like, ice skating rinks and all kinds of things? And now they're talking about recycling this water so that it can now be California's drinking water. Did I lose you, or are you talking to the mute button? No, I'm here. I apologize. I was talking to the mute button. See what happened? But I'm just thinking about it, you know. Uh, um, I, 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 I'm, I'm cringing, and I'm, try, I'm trying to find the verbalization to even find the words to say how I feel. It's just, uh, you know, like, I would... Okay, it's one thing to be snowing, you know, to, to ice skate on, on that. But, you know, you do realize people fall, you know, you, you trip, you got to put your hand down. Ah, just the whole idea of that. You know, that's one thing. Then you're talking about snow. <laughs> I remember my childhood and how we used to, you know, stick your tongue out <laughs> to grab a little snow. 
<laughs> you, you, you might not want to do that here. You know, and now you're talking about drinking water. I'm like, whoa, 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 you know. Um, and for anybody who's a water drinker, you will automatically uh, agree to what I'm saying. I drink a specific brand of water, my preference. When I go to restaurants, I specifically ask for bottled water because I cannot say, I don't care how much ice you put in a cup. When I get ready to drink that water, as soon as it touches my tongue, it's just like, okay, no, that's tap water. You automatically know it. And now you're telling me that you're recycling feces. Here we go. You know, I'm thinking about, here we go. Okay, so as long as, as we've been living, we've heard of mad cow disease, we've heard of vegetables, you know, and all of that transpires because some way, somehow, feces, feces has attached itself to something that they're eating. And there's either a recall or you automatically see, oh, well, why can't I get cabbage on the market? Because that's where the issue is. And then it's not just in this state, it's state over. So, you know, now it makes me, you know, all the more concerned. And I'm, I'm always so squeamish about stuff. Uh, you know, I'm going to go back to planting vegetables. I don't care what Brother Al says, but I'm, I'm going back to planting vegetables <laughs> and fruit in my backyard because that's probably the safest thing. You know, and then it, 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 it concerns me because it's like, okay, we are aware that they, they're doing it. What if they're actually doing it and we don't know it? So, you know, those people that are drinking tap water, you know, you got a little pee-pee in your water, you know, and something else. Uh, you know, that's, that's a very scary, it's a very, very scary thing. It's so scary. Oh, oh my gosh. Woo! My goodness, my goodness, my goodness. All right, girl. Thank you for that. Uh, I don't even, as much as I love what I don't even want to drink water no more. All righty. You can talk about either the streaming services that have gone buck wild or the Mexican who was walking down the <laughs> down the street with his sister's head in his hand. Which one? All right. So I'm not really a streamer. You know, okay. So um, I'm minimally affected by that. However, you know, I... <laughs> I often have verbalized that, um, you know, brother-to-sister relationship is definitely not, not like it used to be, you know, and people, families, families are weird. I mean, we just we just talked about, you know, we got this father and son, and now we're talking about a brother and sister. You're like, you're supposed to love me, and you took, you decapitated me. And, like, that's the lowest of the low because it's not just that you decapitated me. When they found my body, you didn't even have enough respect to clothe my body. And God knows what you might have been doing with the body considering the fact that I'm naked. Why would I be naked? You know, and so, you know, I'm like you. If, if, if you don't love me, that's one thing. You know, you, you had insult to injury. You shot me or, well, we don't even know how he. He did it. Did he shoot her first and then decapitate her, or did they say? They didn't even say, girl. They didn't even say. Oh, my God. But just, you know, and you're parading with it. So you basically, you did it, and I'm proud of it. And that's one of those mentalities where we've heard before, and I do it again. There's no shame. There's no 
everything is brazen. You know, you're literally out there letting somebody know, I killed my sister, I have her head, and what else would you do? I mean, would you shoot somebody else? That that takes an extra, that's, that's demonic. That, that That's over. You know, I don't, I don't care. You know, people want to label everything mental illness, mental illness. That's demonic. Mm. It's yeah, it is just something that is just crazy. Cause I, I don't care how drunk you may be, how intoxicated you may be, you know what you did. So I, I don't know how they gonna handle this one. I would love to follow this story to really find out what they decide to do with him. Oh, thank you for joining us, Lady Tamika. Oh, let's talk to Pastor K L. Good morning, Pastor K L. What to do, what to do, what to do, Pastor Sam. How are you today? <laughs> hey, welcome back, my brother. Wow. Not me, not me. <laughs> How are you? Oh, man, I'm well, I'm well, I'm well. How are you? Happy New Year and all that other good stuff. Oh, my goodness. I am missing all of your voices. Um, and, and sharing the morning The first fruit of my morning Is shared with the due time crew And I am definitely Missing you all Giving God thanks that we're back on We're back up and running And you all have been able to join me How are you? Oh man, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good I'm freezing my, my booty off, but I'm alright What's the degrees down there? 28, baby, 28 Wow Wow, let me see if let me see if y'all beat us right now. Let me see. Let me see. Ooh. We are uh, currently at let's see thirty six. Wow, wow, wow. Mm. You must be freezing your kabunkas off over there. All right, okay. we got we start off with some crazy news this morning, and we're talking about either your well, yeah, we're talking about. Either the little boy, the two 10-year-olds, and the one 10-year-old shot the other one because he was pretty much a sole loser. He, did, you know, he lost the bike race. And, you know, someone who um, was constantly banging on the door to play with this other boy and his siblings has now become the shooter and has taken his life. That, what do you think about that story? I, I I heard the tail end of that. That is totally ridiculous. I mean, that's totally crazy uh, for for a ten year old to even have the mindset to want to pick up a gun and shoot somebody else. That that that's bigger than cops and robbers. That's bigger than bad guy and good guy. You know that that's a whole different kind of mentality to first know that daddy got a gun. You know, the first, the first know that, you know, your children shouldn't even know you have a gun, but to know you have a gun and to know it, it's accessible and to know that I can get that angry at 10 years old, that's some serious issues, some serious issues. Yeah, yeah. Well, let me ask you something. What do you think should be done with him? Um, He, he definitely needs to be in some type of institute at this at this point because you know his anger management is not managed and and this is something that that you've seen 
You, you know what I mean? When, when, when children get this angry, you know, it, it, it's something in the house that's a normality. It's normal, you know, and this is how we react. <clears throat> I can only imagine how his daddy portrayed himself with this gun. You know, it's like a whole new Jack City in my house. This is this this is some serious stuff, some serious stuff going on, and you have to you know wonder what's being, you know what what goes on in the household, um, you know, for you to get to this level. How are you being treated? What are you you know experiencing? <coughs> really crazy. Speaking of losing it, there's the 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 Mexican man who I believe is 19 years old. Let me make sure. Another young person, 19 years old, who was picked up by the police after walking down the street with a rifle and his sister's head in his hand. They don't know why. They don't know what actually happened. All they know is they did find the sister's body. They see, you know, hundreds of feet away, naked, and they arrested him, and I guess he was too intoxicated to explain anything. But what you thought about this? I mean, how bad does civil, civil, sibling rivalry get that you're going to cut off the head and then walk down the street with it? Yeah, that, that, that's a whole other level of I'm mad at you. I mean, there's many times I wanted to kill my sister. I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> for different things. You know what I mean? You took the remote. You know, you wouldn't let me do this. I couldn't do this. Or, or if I go outside, I got to take my sister with me. I'm like, well, if she just died, then I got to take her with me no more. And then there's a lot of times I, I understand the frustration. Oh but but never never in my thought of killing her did I say, let me keep the head. No, I wanted to dispose the whole body. You know, so I, I think there's a, there's a whole different kind of crazy. You know, that again, you know, these, and he's 19. So these anger issues, man, they, they serious. You know, my, mm-hmm. my, my thoughts of, of, of mama and daddy dying is because I had a bad report card and I didn't want to get beat. You know, I, I had issues for why I wanted to kill these folks. You know, but, but to keep the head and walk down the street like it's a trophy? Some, you should have some. I'm surprised he didn't get shot. Mm, well, you know, I guess he's lucky he didn't. <laughs> Cause, but you had a. But here's the problem. Here's the thing. You had a gun, but a head was decapitated. Oh, oh. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Pastor KL. Oh, we got some other stuff coming up today. We're gonna do a little different. So we're gonna talk to our girl Shantice and see what she's got to say about this crazy news. Good morning, Shanties. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? That's good. I'm well, thank you. I'm well. All right, Shanties. You've got several stories here. Which one you want to tackle first? Uh, the decapitated head one. <laughs> And like what? You know, again, I say it's real easy to talk about these crazy people until you realize 
Are you building been a house? Down the block. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Are you building a house? That's not me. Oh, <laughs> who's building a house over there? Pastor Kale? Um, I'm counting right. money. I'm on you. <laughs> well, listen, I need well, your listen, money if it makes all that kind of noise and count it. Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> all right. Excuse us, Shanties. What were you saying? Yeah. I was saying, you know, it's, it's crazy. It's real easy to, you know, call him crazy, which he, he is. You know, when you think about how many heads you would have probably been walking down your block holding had the Lord not uh, stepped in, had you not said that extra prayer, or had you not, you know, really said, all right, God, now I, I'm talking to you for real, for real this time. You know, you would have been holding a few heads walking down your block as well. You know, so just, it, it's scary because people are, you know, they continue to think that these things are a joke that, you know, like what Pastor K.L. said, you know, we will all kind of thoughts always cross our minds. But the difference is if we just sit and meditate on these thoughts and next thing you know, it's now, you know, in action, you can live, acted this out. And now, like you said, Pastor said, you got a gun, but the head didn't got cut off. So where's the knife? See, all this kind of thing is just like, you, you probably, you, you can't answer whether he's drunk or sober or high. You can't answer as to why you got a gun, but this should have been done with a knife, but that's not even a weapon you hold in. See, all this kind of stuff, people be thinking it's a game. Mm. Uh, food for thought, food for thought, food for thought. We always talk about it. You know, it's only God that makes the difference between us yes. and them. Amen. What else you got? Which other story you want to tackle this morning? Uh, I can do the the streaming service for some reason that just popped in my head. Um, you know, it's all fun and games until everybody doesn't care about you know, being on the apps like Tubi. Like, I keep telling people, Tubi, they stepping up. They stepping Every time I go on, they got a whole new set of movies and um, old school shows, whether it's from the 70s, 80s, or 90s, or early 2000s that they're playing. And the only thing with Tubi is, you know, the ads. You know, sometimes you got to deal with a few more ads than what you would want. But because of their huge variety an assortment of shows and, and movies and stuff. They even got the old school um, movies that, like, would come on, like, the, the what, what they used to call them, the, the after school specials. Yeah, after school specials. They even got mm-hmm. those. Yes. Wow. They even got those. And no one would, yes, and no one would tell and all that. I have, I remember looking for that movie in particular, no one would tell the, what's her name who played DJ on Full House? If you haven't yes. watched that movie, you got to watch that movie. It's good, yes. And I think it was a good kid from Wonder Years, I think. Um, really, really, really good after school movie. Um, came out in the nineties. I was looking for that forever. Finally, I I think back in twenty, twenty twenty, I found it on Tubi. So Hulu and Netflix all of them can play around if they want. When they look up and they only got like four subscribers and everybody <laughs> on Tubi. Then next thing you know, it's gonna be oh, it's only a dollar ninety nine to sign up. I bet it is no, but it, it's just too much. They they keep thinking that they can minimize, um, you know how many screens you use, and then on top of that, raise your prices. And Prime is really trying it with this whole, we're gonna charge you for the ads, but then 
if you want to take the ads off, do it. It's just it's just too much. Like you said, everybody's greedy, and it's fine until they don't have anyone paying to watch. And on top of that, not only are you raising your prices, but y'all not even no one outside again outside of Tubi is trying to come up with anything different to stream. Everybody has the same thing for the most part, mm-hmm. unless. They have their originals. So unless you're on Netflix and you're watching a Netflix original or you're on Paramount and it's a Paramount original, for the most part, everyone is streaming the same thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so they, mm-hmm. they, they got to get it together. They got to get it together. Yeah, I mean, when, when you think about it, how many people are willing to really go back to old school and just say, listen, I'll just eat the commercials opposed to people just right. stealing my money? So. You know, it, it's it is what it is, and they're going to have to eat their lost uh, customers, and and this is what happens when you don't care, when you think that it's all about you and you don't care. So I, I'm I'm I, this is another story I'm following because when we talked about Emma, um Netflix, excuse me, we were complaining about Netflix and we were mad at the way they were handling things. You know, we said. Watch, the people are going to start canceling. And sure enough, mm. here we are, 24%. That's almost a, that's a quarter, pretty much a quarter of your customers. Y'all really okay with that? Yeah, we'll see how long that lasts. We'll see how long that lasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Hey, you know, hey, yesterday, Pastor, before, before you move on, can I just say one thing, Pastor Seth? Because Shanti yes. said something that, that, that that really hit, you know, when when we were talking about the the man who cut off the head, and you know, she was saying how, you know, we we sometimes want to do things, but because we prayed, you know, God kept us from that. You know, mm-hmm. look, look at the other thing too. The other thing is that, you know, when I was ten and when I was nineteen, and I wanted to kill my sister or somebody, I didn't pray. I didn't know mm-hmm. what prayer was, but God still kept me because right. He knew Amen. who Peter. Who I would be. Amen. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. so sometimes, you know, God knows the plan of your life, and He has to keep you, even when your mind goes astray, because He knows there's greater in you. Right. Right. Amen. Amen. Nice follow up, Pastor KL. Nice follow up. Uh, like you know, we always talk about the fact that God keeps us anyway, and that was really part of my prayer yesterday. Thank you, God, for all the times we rejected you, and you just kept going. You just kept giving. Mm-hmm. Can't beat God giving. You really can't beat God giving. So, yesterday we were talking, Vivian, Shantice, and myself, and I stumbled across a, a conversation, and. Afterwards, you know, I, I kind of uh, was given something to do today, and it was some. It, it kind of, it was given to me earlier during the year, um, or la- the latter part of last year. But this was a perfect opportunity to do it, and I, I want to play some songs today. And you know, there's some times, and you know, we we're singing these songs, and we're not thinking of the fact that we're singing these songs and we're not doing anything like what we're singing. We're not following what we're singing. We're not living what we're singing. And so today I want to play some songs and I'm going to kind of give a little uh, 
you know, segue into each song. And I want our due time crew to listen to the words. I want you all to listen to the words. I want these songs to minister up to us. And I want us to really think about, you know, these songs and the words that um, are, are the lyrics to these songs, okay? So the first one, here we go.
I'm available to you by Milton Brunson and the Thompson Community Singers. So next time I'm going to give you the song in advance, and then that way you can pull up the lyrics and you can follow along. And uh, this one was quite repetitive in some areas. Lady Tamika, we, we, this is what we sing. Lord, I'm available to you. My will I give to you. I'll do what you say to or do. Use me, Lord. So forth and so on. What happens? So how do we fail at this? Uh, because at times what we we change the lyrics unbeknowing to us or maybe even sometimes knowing to us. It's I'm available to you when I want to be. You know, um, first thing in the morning when I wake, I'm sleepy. I don't want to get up and pray. I don't want to do this. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to call that person who, ironically, at the same time, if you had just called, you know, you could prevent them from taking their life, you know. Or there's so many different things on a, on a daily basis that God is calling us to do. And what we actually do, we often say that God is never busy. He's never too busy. He's always listening. But when it comes to us, we put up a busy signal, we give God the hand, we become unavailable. So in actuality, at all times, you know, I'll do what you say do. Even with something like that, God tells you to do something. And, oh, I'm not doing it. I'm not talking to such and such. You know, you just, you just put your head in the sand, you drew a line in the, in the, in, you know, across the line. Oh, I'm not, this is what I'm not going to do, you know. And we become available when we want to become available. You know, we, we do things when we choose to do things, and God is always speaking. And so we need to always become open, always, always. So, you know, that, that lyric of I'm available to you, you know, it shifts. It's I'm available to you when I choose to be. Mm. Pastor KL, where do we fail in living the lyrics that we sing? Well, a, a, a lot of things, you know, when when you say I'm available to you, you know, you're available to, to what God wants you to do, what he has for you. How many times, and let's just be honest, even preachers or, or, or Christians, how many times have we pushed people to voicemail? Somebody calls and we're just too busy and we push them to voicemail. And we don't know whether God has them to call us because we needed to minister to them. You know, at that point, we're not um, – we're not available, or we're not making ourselves available. You know, it also says that my storage is empty. Now, when you fill up with too much junk, your storage is not empty. But, but, but God can't get in there because you're filled with you. You know, all of self is none of God. You know what I'm saying? But none of self is all of God. So when your storage is empty, you allow God to come on on the inside and make provisions or make ways or, 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 or you have a clear mind where he can speak to you so so that he can speak through you. Mm, all right, all right. Shantice, we've sang this song quite a few times. How do we fall short of actually living what these lyrics say? You gave me my voice so I can speak your words. Meanwhile, we use our voice to speak the words we want to speak or we'll rather not say anything when God needs us to speak. 
and we have to understand and always remember that we, this is borrowed breath. This is his breath that we have. So anytime we say things we have no business saying, that we know we have no business saying, or when those of us who have the Holy Spirit, when we get that nudge to say something, but we're like, no, I'm just going to shut up because I don't want to be bothered or I don't want to get involved or I don't feel like to back forth, whatever the reason is, that is a direct, like, such a huge shot at God because it's like how easily he could just say to us, so like, so why are you breathing? And just snatch his breath right out of our body. So we really have to utilize the breath that he's blessing us with to speak the words that he needs us to speak. Amen. Amen, amen. Now, I wanted to give you a little trivia that, Lord, I'm Available to You was the title track to Milton Brunson and the Thompson Community Singers' first project back in 1988. And the Thompson Community Singers were also known as the Tommies and sparked the singing careers of Darius Brooks, Ricky Dillard, and Smokey Norfolk. So I thought you might want to know that. All right. The next song is, pull up your lyrics, if you don't know, Tomorrow by the Winans.
Throwback Thursday, Tomorrow by the Wine. Is now, now, I'm going to take this a, a little, you know, into another direction that a lot of people probably would not take it to. You know, in, immediately people think about the, the, the non-believer. You know, oh, you don't have, you know, tomorrow. You, you know, our clothes always say, you know, later is not promised to us. I'm talking about those of us who have supposedly given our life to the Lord. How often do we put off doing the right thing for tomorrow? How often do we put off with really giving our life to God? We we can take control over 80%, but yet God has my life. Pastor KL, you got the first leg on this one. That is going to automatically give us a pass in. Yeah, sometimes because you know a little word or, you know, you shout a little bit or you know God. Then, then you think that you have a leg up. But, you know, the Bible says that the very elect will scarcely make it in. You know, so, so while we think we got nothing but time because we go to church on the first Sunday or we give tithes the last Sunday, you know what I mean? It, it does not mean you're automatically going to make it. And God wants you to make some decisions now. You know, forget about today. He wants you to make it now. And we keep on saying, okay, well, look, it's seven right now in my time, but I can wait till 12 o'clock, or I can wait till later on this evening when I get home. But, you know, the old folks said tomorrow's not promised. Listen, an hour from now is not promised. You know, mm-hmm. and, and sometimes when God speaks to us, we need to move now because there's an emergency case either on our behalf or we stand proxy for somebody else. But because we can't see the rain, we don't understand the storm. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Good stuff, good stuff. Good stuff, good stuff. Shantice. Yes. Ooh. What you got? Speaking on that song from a believer, when you have to be reminded that Jesus is the one who supplies all of your needs, you know, when you... Give your life to God, and if you're on the path of, you know, doing right, and a lot of times you um, miss the mark when it comes to doing what he needs you to do and not what makes sense to you. You know, when he says be still, but you want to move, when you want to move, but he's, you know, the opposite, you know, he's the one who supplies everything. You know, when things are looking dry and you figure you got to, if you don't make these moves, then you're not going to eat or you're not going to have or you know, you're not going to um, have fun. You're not going to enjoy yourself. And he's like, just trust me. Just do it like this. Or don't do anything at all. And I know for believers, it's really hard to be still when he needs you to be still. Um, but I think that that's what sticks out the most to me, thinking of those lyrics from a believer's standpoint. Just meditating on the fact that he is the one who supplies everything, that our deed is not was going to grant us access into the kingdom. It's just given, there's a verse where he says, and I I believe it's in a message version where God just says, I just need this to be simple. I'm paraphrasing. He just, I just need you to be, just to be simple. I just need you to obey me and, and listen to what I tell you to do. That's it. That's it. Not cook the chicken dinner, not, Feed the homeless, not like all of those are great deeds. Those are good deeds. But stop thinking that what you do is going to be the thing to grant you access into the kingdom. It's just 
your pure heart. You continue to surrender to me. And if we just keep that in mind, our walk will be a little easier than what we make it out to be. Mm. All right, all right. Tamika, what you got over there? I look at the lyrics um, just on the just based on the, the lyrics. Who promised you tomorrow? Better choose the Lord today, for tomorrow very well might be too late. You know, um, there there are assignments, there are things that we need to do on a daily basis, and life is calling, and we need to be on the job about getting it done. Amen, 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 and amen. All right. So I'm going to give you a little trivia for tomorrow. Well, the Winans, you know, BB and CC, you know, they have come from the Winans family. We've got Ronald Marvin Carvin, the twins, and Michael Winans, who are the second, third, fourth, and fifth siblings of the Winans family. And they come from Detroit. The... Winans were actually discovered by Andre Crouch. Yeah, I didn't even know that. Um, and Debbie Winans was in the Greenleaf series that was on OWN, and we all know Pastor Marvin Winans, who has an illustrious solo career. And they lost their siblings, uh, Ronald, who passed away in 19... Um, no, no. He passed away. I think it was 2005. He passed away. And remember Mario Winans? Well, actually, I've been trying to figure out how is he connected to the Winans. Well, he's actually the stepson of Marvin Winans. So for those of you who have been wondering as well, there we go. All right. The next song, I'll Trust You. By Donnie McClurkin. What if you call me and don't feel me near you? Will you still trust me? What if I tell you to let go of the very thing that you think you have to hold? Will you trust me? Yes. I'll trust you, Lord. What if it costs my life? Yes. I'll trust you, Lord. What if I lose the very thing I love so dear? Yes. Somebody say, yes, I'll trust you, Lord. Somebody say, yes. Come on, put your hands up and say, yes, I'll trust you, Lord. I'll trust you. I'll trust you. Yes. Ah, I can hear Jesus singing. He says this.
depend on my word Against all odds Will you
trust you, Donnie McClurkin. Oh, Donnie McClurkin. No, we say that wrong. Ah, Shantice, what you got? How are we living this life? We say we trust God, but in the, in, in the grand scheme of things, we really don't. Mm. We don't trust God because we don't trust him to get us through. You know, because we live for him doesn't mean that we're free and clear from having to go through things. And like it said, often, sometimes it means you go through even more to be different, and our process gets to be different than those who are not living in him. And that's... That's what messes us up. We don't trust him to get us through, especially when we don't know <laughs> the outcome, you know, when it looks like, okay, either side, God, I don't see how this is going to work. You you already seek defeat. You look like you're defeated. You act like you're defeated. It's like you just give up in a sense. And, you know, the trust and faith goes hand in hand. So how are we supposed to be a pleasing aroma to God if we don't trust him to get us through? You know, he says, um, you know, when we when we lose our loved ones, no one could have paid me any amount of money to believe that when my grandmother left this earth, I would be this peaceful, that even when I start to cry, I can't get a good 20 seconds in crying without laughing. Because immediately something she done said and or did pops into my head, and I know that's God. Because how could he get me through if I'm in a state of depression, if I'm, you know, just wallowing and just so sad? But to trust in his process, the peace that surpasses all understanding, because I don't understand it half the time. But that's what we have to trust him. We have to trust him to get us through the process. Mm, amen. Uh, Pastor KL, I'll trust you. Are we really, truly trusting God? You, you know what? Um, being being in business, you know, when when we choose people, we choose them on their resume on what's written or what, what's seen. When you look at God's resume, you know, a lawyer who's never lost a case, you know what I mean, a doctor who's never lost a patient, he can do anything but lie. You know what I'm saying? He can do anything but fail. When you look at God's resume, it will behoove you not to trust God because he hasn't lost at anything. He's the best at everything he does. You know, he doesn't make any mistakes. But, 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 but here we are because we can't see the outcome or because we're in the storm and we can't see dry land, you know, we try to do this thing on our own or, or, or we figure out that there's a get out way quicker than waiting on God, you know, but, but trust in the Lord with all thy heart and be not to thy own understanding and all that is acknowledge he picked your path. It may not look good right now. It may not even feel good right now, but at the end, when, when you, when you get out of this thing, there shall be glory afterwards. You know, there, there shall be a testimony after. Sometimes you have to go through to get to. You know, in, in order to get to the other side of the tunnel, you've got to go through the tunnel. There's no way out of it. You know, and, and God is saying, listen, I got you, 
in the midst of your tunnel, even when it looks like it's dark. If you just keep on driving, there's going to be an outcome after this, but you got to keep moving. If you stop in the middle of your tunnel, you never make it out of there. So, so you have to trust God. God knows what he's doing. He, he had already planned this. God knew that you would be in this predicament before you knew it. Let me tell you something, and, I, and I'm going to stop after this. But this has been the roughest, the roughest holiday for me. This has been the first of everything for me, the first without, the first without, the first without, out of everything. But if I just crawled up in a ball, I'd be in trouble. I got to trust God that, that the things he did, the choices he made is for my good, and this too shall pass. Amen, amen, amen. All right. Mm, I hope y'all are listening out there. There's some good stuff, good stuff and good stuff. I'm going to shift the, the uh, you know, the playlist a little bit. And I really want you to listen to the words because this is really help. This should really help to encourage you. I'm going all the way by sounds of blackness. I'm going all the way by sounds of blackness.
oh my goodness, so many levels to that song. Oh my gosh, every time I was like, okay, I'm going to play it for this long. And then it would go into the next phase of the song, and I'm like, oh my gosh, you can't cut it off there. And then it would go to the next phase of the song, oh my gosh, you cannot cut it over there. Shanties, whatever it takes, I'm going all the way. Mm-hmm. It makes me think about when Jesus said, if you're not willing to suffer with me, you can't be with me. You know, when we think about perseverance and endurance, anything that Jesus and God require us to do, they have already done it. The the shutting up and pushing through, the putting up, with the things that they don't have to put up with. Everything. <laughs> it's like, they make, it's like, you set me up to put my own foot in my mouth, God. Is, is, that, is that what she's trying to do? I know that's not what she's trying to do, but you just sit back and let me do it because it's like, as as I'm talking, like, I don't want to do this. Why should I have to do this? And then I think about how you did it for me. How can I now really sit and tell you that I don't want to do what it takes to get it done? And what I've learned to appreciate about God, and, and sometimes, and you're making me roll my eyes, I, I have to think about who he is and what he stands for. But he positions, he positions you to have what it is you've always wanted. Because we want a lot. We want a lot. We aspire to have a lot. But we don't ever position ourselves to obtain what it is that we say we want. Because it requires discipline, it requires being uncomfortable, it requires a lot of things that we're not willing to do for ourselves. He's like, I'm going to teach you how to treat yourself. You're going to have to, whatever it takes, you're going to have to be willing to go all the way. We're willing to go all the way with all of the toxicity and being dysfunctional. We're hands in, we're all in for that. We have to show God that we're all in for what we tell him we truly want. Because nine, nine times out of ten is what he wants for us already. And be willing to show him that we're willing to do whatever. I'm willing to just surrender and whatever you're telling me to do and not do, God, and that's what I'm willing to do and what I'm willing not to do. Amen. Pastor K. whatever it takes, I'm going all the way. Yes, you know, the Bible says that the race is not given to the swift nor the battle to the strong, but to the one who endures until the end. You have to endure to the end. Even the old folks grab a hold of that thing and they said that I believe that I'll run on just to see what the end is going to be. Surely in those olden days, they was ready to quit. They was ready to give up. They was facing a lot of things, but they said, I believe that I'll run on just to see what the end is going to be. I, 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 li- li- listen, they said... <laughs> In the Bible, she says, if I perish, let me perish. But I'm going to see the king in spite of what it looks like, in spite of what it feels like. In order to get a promotion on your job, there are certain things that you have to do in order to qualify for the promotion. But yet we do a lot of stuff because we really want to get promoted. But God is saying, listen, I'm trying to promote you. And I need you to follow the direction so that I can get you to the next level. And because it's uncomfortable, listen, on that, on that natural job, sometimes it's uncomfortable. But we still find a way to get there early in the morning 
we still find a way to stay there late and do the mandatory overtime because we believe at the end of this thing, there's going to be a financial blessing. But God is saying, I'm trying to save your life. And at the end of this thing, there's a mansion that's for you. But you have to follow some directions and you have to do certain things in order for me to promote you. Amen, 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 amen. Thank you, my due time crew, for coming through big time. Were you encouraged by these songs, Shanties? Absolutely. I haven't heard this last song in years, so absolutely. All right. Pastor KL, did it hit home for you? Yeah, it, it, it definitely me, I mean, and it encouraged me. It really, really did. And I thank God that I'm a singer because I knew all the songs. So I knew the words, so it, it was easy for me to, to deal with them. Yes. <laughs> oh, goodness. Amen, amen, amen. Again, thank you for your contribution into today's conversation, and we give God thanks for you, and we pray you have a blessed day. You as well. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Ah. Whoo! You know, yesterday, like I said, after we hung up, let me get this benediction. Let me get this benediction. Let me get this benediction. Get this benediction. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. So that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. Now, you know, I didn't have any of this on my mind yesterday. And after we had our conversation, which we're going to continue um, tomorrow, um, um, I am going to, you know, continue this. Um, The last song that I wanted to play, one of the songs I wanted to play, I don't have the time, but I will definitely make that a topic of conversation tomorrow. But, the one that hit me the most, like I said, was I'm going all the way. And I I, I didn't, you know, have a, any songs in mind. I just went before the Lord and I was like, all right, God, you're going to have to give me these songs because you've given me the concept, but I need to pick the right songs. And I, I really have to tell you that when I listened to the song, when I listened, now I've, I've, this song is back from, uh, I didn't give you your trivia, um, and I'll, I'll pick up the trivia with Donnie McClurkin tomorrow. But this particular, I believe it was from 1994, yes, from 1994, and it was part of um, an album that released like four or five hits from it. And when I was listening to the lyrics, and I'm like, wow, wow, wow. And I have to tell you, each and every leg of this song just pushed me and I wasn't even feeling down at the time so see this is the power of what you say and what you sing because the Holy Spirit is what gives you the hope that you have and when you sit and you make the the determination it's not because it's you on your own we don't have that ability to do this on our own. We do not have the ability to just wake up and say, you know what, no matter what it takes, I'm going all the way. Because if the Holy Spirit wasn't there to push you, now I'm not talking about the people that don't know God. I'm not talking about the people who are considered the non-believers. I'm talking about you and I. I'm talking about me and you, those of us who go to service and we sing these songs and we're singing the hymns of Zion and we're quoting the scripture. And it just gets that way sometimes. 
It gets so weighty on you. You're like, you know what, I just, I can't go no further. And it's only because of the songs that have been given that we can now fall back on. And we can sing and we can hum and God brings that song back to your remembrance. And he re- He reminds you that you made a commitment. He reminds you that you told him that You know, Lord, here I am. Send me. Lord, I'm available to you. Lord, I'll trust you. See, he he brings back all this stuff to your memory, to your remembrance. And now you got to eat them words. Like Shanti said, you're like, oh, my goodness. You know, here I go. I didn't said all of this. Now I got to live by this. And it's not always always easy to do so. And, And I'm listening to the lyrics, and I hear... I'm going all the way, and then the background says, get up and move. I was like, wow, get up and move. You you, you can't have lip service. You can't keep saying, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, I'm going to make it, I'm going to go all the way. Get up and move. And it was like the, the delivery of that piece. It was so smooth, and it almost moved me. And I almost got up and I started dancing because I thought about the times when I wanted to give up. I thought about the times when I was like, okay, Lord, I can't do this no more. You know what? You said it was going to be this, and uh, I'm sorry. I just didn't meet that understanding, and I've been asking you, what is going on? And you just have not answered, and I'm really worn out right now. This is the reality of walking with the Lord. It's not always going to be easy. It's not always going to be easy, and, and, and you're going to wake up, and you're going to be all a uh, uh, height for what you're about to live through, what the day has for you. That's not reality. The reality is that we have to release our spirit to the spirit of the Lord so that it takes over, because this is what it's going to take in order for us to make it. I, I'm, 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 I'm telling you, when I was listening, it was like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Everything that they were saying, I was like, oh, my gosh. There's a, 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 a um, she says, now I know better. It's time to move on. It, here's my tagline. What did God say? What did God say? And when I ask that question, I'm not always asking what did God say at that moment. That's not what I'm saying all the time. Sometimes I will ask you, okay, have you prayed? And you tell me yes, and I say, what did God say? And can I tell you, I've had so many people get mad at me for asking that question. Because, see, that's the way I have to live. That's the way God has given me to live. And he hasn't given it just to Stephanie, but he's given it to Stephanie to abide by. And when I said to God, I give my life to you, I ultimately say, what did you say? I have to go with what you say. So when I say, what did God say? I don't necessarily mean what did he say after the prayer, if you prayed. I'm talking about what did he say last week, last month, last year to you? When you were going through something else that was similar. When you may have been going through something that was even worse. But today feels worse than then because it's just where you are at the moment. 
What did God say? I know better. It's time to move on. Let me tell you something. There is nothing that we go through that we are not already prepared to go through. We know better. We know better. We know better. It may not feel like it. We may not remember the things that God said to us, but we know better. She says, I may be down. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. My determination is what keeps me strong. Oh, I believe in myself like never before. Faith is the key to unlock that door. And I understand that she's not saying, you know, I believe in myself like there's not a God. But it takes for us to believe in ourselves at times. Because, again, I go back to say we can do it. We've been equipped to do it. So we're going to have to make it our business and make that determination to move on. And when you say, I'm going all, I'm going all the way, the second voice needs to say, get up and move, because that's what it's going to take. I'm going to close out today's episode with a song that is very thought-provoking, another song God gave me for everybody to listen to. So I am going to now say... You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit as you go through your day. Be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth, because they will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to thank my due time crew for always coming through big time. Thank you for hanging out with us and helping us do what we do. Please do not miss this opportunity to give your life to Christ right now because later is not promised to us. If you've given your life to the Lord already, then push forward. Make sure you work towards strengthening that relationship with the Lord because later is not promised to any of us. Until tomorrow, God spares, where it's Freestyle Friday and we get to do whatever it is we want to do. Until then, I love you. And listen to the lyrics of this song and ask yourself the question, Cry the sky.